0: Hello and welcome to B-Side, where we revisit business world stories. In this episode, sports reporter and columnist Mike Murillo sits down with Nowhere to Go But Up president Mandy Reyes. Nowhere to Go But Up is a movement and foundation that began as a hashtag on social media, showing support for the University of the Philippines Fighting Maroons men's basketball team. It's now a full-blown organization with 35,000 members on its official Facebook page. Take it away, Mike. We have today Sir Mandy Reyes of Nowhere to Go But Up Foundation, which is largely credited for turning the UP sports program around in the last couple of years, sir.
1: Good morning, and thank you for inviting me over to represent the foundation and talk about uh, things about it.
0: Mm -hmm. Before we go any further, sir, uh, maybe you could talk about yourself, describing your quote-unquote UP-ness.
1: I studied broadcast communication in UP in 79. 79 was my student number. Well, as an alumnus of UP, I think it's a responsibility to give back to the community because UP gave me a fine education.
0: Mm-hmm. And can you just try back in the day, were you active in supporting the varsity teams of the university?
1: Actually, I wasn't involved. I wasn't too active in the varsity support i tried out for one of the varsity teams in table tennis but when i was taken in but the training schedule was too hard because i lived a long way from up so it is morning and afternoon then so i i just can't do it
0: and now focusing on the nowhere but to go up foundation can you just talk about
1: how it all started it was started by a group of friends. Renan Dalisay was the founder. He thought about forming a group to help the varsity athletes, particularly the men's basketball team. I think it was in season 77, sometime 2014, mm-hmm. if I remember right. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. When it started, how was the situation then? So much so that you guys had to form a foundation or a group to support it.
1: Well, we were coming from... I think a winless season. I'm not sure about it, but yeah, we were coming from years of, we call it the dark years. UP wasn't doing well, particularly in in men's basketball. And I think it was a story of Paul Desiderio that triggered the forming of this group. Who are the founders of this? Fernanda Lisa started it and he started it with these brads in their fraternity. It was an attorney, Ags Overo, who was his first convert. It started with their fraternity and then it grew with other friends. So... Nasama. ako. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somehow, there was a link to one of their friends, and then I got involved, and other people came in also. But it became a foundation a year after. It wasn't immediately established as a foundation. I think there are about 32 of us who are founding members of the foundation. Mm-hmm. How about the name? Who came up with the name? Renan oh, came up with the name. All right. We was, were mm-hmm. at the bottom, so there was really nowhere to, <laughs> nowhere to go, but up. Mm-hmm. it was a play on the UP name. Yeah. Okay.
0: And alumni uh, getting involved in uh, sports programs of uh, a particular school is nothing new. But as far as your group is concerned, did you pattern it to a particular group or a particular uh, style of management?
1: Actually, there's really no pattern or business model to peg it. But it was just really the Filipino spirit of Bayanian. You share a common cause or a common goal, common dream to lift the basketball team at that time. Okay, so, it started with that idea and it just grew. So, yeah, bayanihan spirit, everybody was just pitching in.
0: And uh, what makes it different from the other
1: alumni organizations? Probably, yun, yeah, yung sinabi ko na it was a shared goal and a shared vision. Some alumni organizations, kasi, diba, it becomes their pet project. Diba, yun, but ito, it's not even an organization at the time when we formed it. It was just a group of friends and acquaintances being asked to help. So, yun lang. Yun lang talagang how it started.
0: And you said that you started as, I mean, basically group of friends, chipping in and helping the school. And as you went about it, how was the relationship with the administration? You said that, you know,
1: you're gonna help and... We volunteered our assistance to to the current administration, of course, hindi naman kagad yan smooth ang ano, diba? So, I think it's the mission, the objective, na talagang it concretized everything, you know? So, if your objective is pure naman, there's no hidden agenda, I don't think na magka-problema. In mm-hmm. 2015, the group became a foundation, it's a
0: structured foundation. Can you talk about the goals of the of, or the mission of the group? Well, it's just
1: single-minded, no, it's really just to help assist and lift the varsity program. It started with men's basketball, as I've been saying, and then we expanded it to include the other themes. Nah, part of the varsity, you know, we are now supporting thirty-two varsity teams. Hey, there are thirty-two sports that the UP is involved in. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: How do you go about it in supporting? You said supporting, and it's a broad uh, term. So, can you elaborate on you know how? Okay. how uh, is it
1: support? Our main, our main, our main mission was to generate funds. Being a state university, being a government institution, athletics is not priority. So, unlike the other schools that there really is a budget for their sports programs, we don't have that kind of finances to support our program. So this is where we come in no? to generate funds to solicit sponsorships because if you're an individual you know asking for sponsorship like what the current teams are uh, some of the teams were doing before you know it would be very difficult to get corporate sponsorship because you're an individual you're a coach or you're a team manager and big corporate sponsors wouldn't want to deal with Individuals, especially when it comes to money issues. So, so one of the primary purposes of setting up the foundation was so that there will be a corporate entity that sponsors can deal with. What's unique with UP, because you know, if you like, for example, if you're a big sponsor and you want to 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 support to donate, your support will go to the UP system, and the UP system will not automatically give it to the teams it has to go through so many procedures so the direct benefit that the sponsor would want to give it to sometimes that dilute so that's where we come in Uh, corporate sponsors can talk to us directly and we can give those sponsorships directly to the teams that's the advantage of having a foundation like ours in assisting the teams Mm -hmm. so we become the liaison between corporate sponsors and the teams themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of
0: sponsors, do they have to be, I mean, UP alumni? No, or no, no, no.
1: We welcome oh, all uh, sponsorships. Of course, we also have to consider, because hey, this is athletics, this is sports. You know, so, you know, there are products or there are things that, you know, sometimes it's not fit with the program. Like, I don't think we will be able to get cigarette. Fact manufacturers or things you know, alcohol. You know, it's it's difficult you know to match it to fit with the teams. Mm -hmm. There has to be an exact or or a brand fit to get for the teams.
0: And uh, five years into the foundation's existence, how easy or how difficult is it you know to attract sponsors, attract supporters?
1: Well, it's always a chicken and egg situation. You will be asking, teams will be asking for sponsorship. Like in our case, we started with a non-winning team. So it's difficult because the sponsors would want to sponsor winning teams. But how can you win if you don't have the funding? (laughs) So it's always a difficult situation. So we relied heavily on alumni support who are in places in those corporations or who own those corporations. So one of the first, uh, and they've always been there with where UP was the Robina group. Uh, so the Gokongwei group. I mean, Ma'am Robina has always been a strong supporter of the UP varsity. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, speaking of winning, the UP men's basketball team has had a, a successful uh, couple of years since Nowhere to Go But Up came into the picture. What's the significance of them having that success in terms of your organization having that reputation to winning, and then in the process yeah. attracting uh, supporters,
1: it was a process. You know, we started winning one game, we started winning three, five, something like that. Over the years, no, over the past five years, no? so it's important because basketball being the flagship uh, sport in any school or in any, you have to build a strong one, strong fan base strong support from alumni and there's a halo effect uh, because people now really gravitate towards your varsity teams. So it rubs off on the rest. And uh, in UAAP, there are basically or primarily two TV sports, basketball and volleyball. So we focused first on those two sports because it's just a strategic thing. You know, you want to grow your, your alumni support or your fan support. So you focus on those two and then support will come in. Then you can share whatever resources you have to the other teams.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the risks of having alumni support the sports program of a university is that sometimes they tend to get overzealous about the whole activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so much so that they border on I mean, I mean, breaking the law or going against the rules of, uh, like in this case, the UAAP. So, in your organization, are there any safeguards, you know, to guard against that?
1: Okay, overzealousness—it's it's given, mm-hmm. you know? But I think there are rules, regulations that you know you have to keep within the boundaries, mm-hmm. and our what they call is our foundation, composed of a lot of them. Our lawyers, a lot of them are, you know, they make sure or we make sure that we are all within the boundaries of the the league rules. Mm -hmm.
0: So you have a a list of, you know, don'ts.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone does it. You know, you try to push hanggang saan yung maximum that is allowed, but you you still have to play within the rules. Mm
0: -hmm. And you said earlier that you're in charge of uh, the UP women's volleyball team. Which will begin its uh, season next week, February fifteen. And you know, how do you like our chances? I mean, for this
1: uh, yeah. season. No, actually, I'm not in charge of the women's volleyball mm-hmm. team. I'm just a main supporter, the main supporter you know, yeah, exactly. because I was involved in that sport for five years ago. So when the management was turned over to the foundation for this season. I got involved again as as a consultant, as a, one of the backers. You know. So I think we have a pretty good chance of going back to the Final Four. I don't want to think about any uh, championships or finals. I just our, our main goal is just to go back to the Final Four. You know, we were able to do that in season seventy eight. So the rookies that we had then, like uh, Isa Molde, Tots Carlos, and, We were able to convince them to play their final year and it would be this season. They're going to play out their eligibility.
0: And speaking of the final four, uh, the last time that the UP women's volleyball team and the men's team actually went into the final four was season 78. 78, So the last uh, three years have been, I would say, uh, rough. So how is the foundation being a supporter viewing it? I mean, the last three years
1: you know sometimes things don't fall into whatever you wanted to fall into no? so we're trying our best to to make sure that give the team whatever they need to achieve their objective Ito, pa rin kami when we reconstituted the team when we took over the management last november so we gathered the team uh, briefed them on the objectives on our goals, you know, and you're able to put in a system. I think this is one of the things that we want to leave as part of our responsibility. You know, to put in a management system that would transcend personalities, that would transcend change of uh, personnel. We provide strategic directions. So even if we're not here anymore or we've changed the coach or we've changed the players have been uh, replaced, there will always be a system to, to do things. I think that's the more important contribution that we bring to the table
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and continuity,
1: yeah continuity mm-hmm. because like like now when the team didn't have a sponsor since October, so we pitch in and. We tried to put up a system where we can, okay, let's try to attract other sponsors. You know, We, we put in all the presentation and all those things. You know? But even if we didn't have a sponsor until now, we were able to send them to a training camp in Japan for 10 days this January. And they just came back last week. And so you can see that the team is now really very excited and primed to fight this UAP season.
0: And this season, they'll be known as the Fighting Maroons. So, yes, the lady yes. has been dropped. So uh, what's the story behind that? Yes,
1: we've been trying to institute that since way back when we rebranded the the sports program. Now, when we came in Season 78, it was the season that UP was hosting the UAAP. So we were given the direction to rebrand the Fighting Maroons. Right? So I called in. I was... In charge of doing it because since i'm in the advertising and marketing industry so i was given that uh, task so i called in a good friend uh, dan matutina he's a foremost uh, filipino graphic designer so to help out and he redesigned together with other alumni from up fine arts uh, people to redesign the entire brand identity mm-hmm. so going back yun yung, yun yung start no you rebrand you create awareness you build a fan base, and you build support. Mm-hmm. So I think we were able to achieve that objective. Last season, it was UP Fight. Hashtag UP Fight was the number one hashtag for the year. Okay, going back to the fighting maroons, you no. Know, so it started with that rebrand. But siguro because of habit, like, sports analysts or commentators would always when it's a women's game it's always the lady fighting maroons or the lady maroons or the lady uh lady eagles or lady tamaros and lady archers. It's always lady lady especially now niba? it's about equality and everything. You know, we wanted to set things straight. So why differentiate between the men's teams and the women's teams? So we just call it everyone, all the teams to be called the fighting maroons. Mm-hmm. And uh, using the
0: experience of Nowhere to Go But Up and the success it it has had, can we make a strong case for getting involved in sports? I mean, Can what? you say that it's an effective uh, platform, you know? I think it sh- is. Mm-hmm. I think
1: anything that could bring positive change should be encouraged as an effective platform, you know, any platform actually, you know. As long as your objective is pure, as long as the objective is really to help without, without strings attached, you know. You know, because in my experience, you can't avoid meeting people or offering assistance, but with conditions. To me, if you want to help, help. You don't have to put to place conditions. You don't have to. I mean, it's different if it's sponsorship because you have to give, you have to have deliverables because it's a marketing thing. You know, why do uh, corporations uh, go into sports marketing? Because they want to promote their brands and associate their brands with with certain teams. But if you're individual, you know you want to help, but you will impose some conditions that, ganito, ganito, ganyan. We think twice, Kasi hindi hindi pure yung intention, diba? Yun yung position ko. Mm-hmm. That's my position regarding but, these things. But apart
0: from intent, you know, structure-wise, what must happen if for such an organization
1: to succeed? I think number one should be transparency. Second will be accountability. You can't take credit. If you won't even accept responsibility, so everything should be properly guided. You have to have clear direction, clear objectives. Any organization can do that.
0: And uh, having said that, you know how do you see such a setup moving forward? I mean, do you see this to be the trend? I mean,
1: well, we want to institutionalize the system because, like, in in our case, we are here already for the last five years. We can't be here. Forever. You know? Someone has to take over. But if you put in a system in place, then all they have to do is just continue. You already establish a template. Of course, along the way, you tweak it based on the current situation. You know? So you you just fine-tune it. But well, at least the general template is already in place. Mm-hmm.
0: But do you see this outside of UP? Other people maybe, you know, commended you guys for
1: yeah. Setting I, think, trail? I, mean, I think I uh, think I think it could schools. be a good business model. All right. Yeah. So you see that uh I mean Yeah, I think so. And uh I think one thing that drives the organization or this kind of a model is a passion. It's a shared passion. People won't go out of their way if they're not passionate about these things, you yeah? know. They won't you know, sabing ang oh one of our colleagues, no, one of the founding men members, he si attorney Taipan, Milyan, no, you know, hint walayan salalim ng bulsa. Nasa haba ng kamay yan. Yeah. So, e, malalim nga bulsa. Kung maiksina man ng kamay, wala rin, di ba? Mm-hmm. So, ganun yon, You have to have the passion. You have to have the love for your team. That's what made the organization click.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, moving forward, forever ba um, partnership with the university? you know?
1: Well, I guess we're tied to the university. But <laughs> we can't be here forever. So new blood will have to take over. We'll have to come in. We would want to encourage the younger ones to continue what we've started.
0: And right now, how many members are there? Uh, we have 32, 32, if I
1: remember right. But there are a lot of uh, auxiliary groups mm, uh, affiliated with, with, uh, with the foundation who, who support, who help. And oh, they mobilize right away and they try to come up with whatever's needed. And uh,
0: if someone wants to chip in, so how can they... Uh... Yeah,
1: yeah, we can. We have a, a portal in our uh, Facebook page. You know? Everything is there. You can donate through credit card, through bank transfer, through, even through PayPal for, for the alumni uh, and supporters abroad. And uh, you can actually even tell us which support you want to support. So you can indicate there, oh, I want to support women's volleyball or or uh men's uh women's basketball. You can put it there. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh how do you assure that you know what they give okay, you will know, we'll go to the specific assessment? It
1: is this uh it is this uh that's why I, I told you there's there should be transparency and accountability. All the all the proceeds, all the all the the the, the donations that we receive, you can get a receipt you can even probably use it for uh tax purposes and uh, we publish a report on a yearly basis on how much was given uh to this team and naka-ano naka, lahat yan accounted for we are all work the group is composed of lawyers accountants and everything so and lahat, it's properly managed mm-hmm.
0: And uh, lastly, I guess, what can you say to the, the fans or the community of uh, UP community now that we're going to start the second semester sports? First semester, we had mm-hmm. highs and lows. Second semester,
1: what can you say? I think we would like to invite uh, all UP alumni and supporters to watch or support the teams in the second semester through watching in the venues or live stream or Manuod, broadcast, or anything, you know? And our athletes need your support. We try to invite them and really go there and cheer for our teams. Mm-hmm. It's a different experience when you're in the venues, di ba? Ang, mararamdaman mo yung, ano talaga, eh, yung, yung pagka mo, eh, ganun.
0: Alright, that's about it, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Thank best. you, also. Thank you. That concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Business World sports reporter and columnist Mike Murillo and Nowhere to Go But Up president Mandy Reyes. This episode was recorded on February 7 at the Business World studio. This is Sam L. Marcelo. Thanks for listening.